Thank you so very much. Thank you, audience, for being here with us today. We appreciate it. And uh, just want you to know how much I love you and appreciate you being here and helping us with this broadcast today. And all of you watching by way of television, thank you for joining us. We're talking about expecting the unexpected. We're talking about watching God do surprises in your life. This is the year of the greater glory, greater manifestations of God's presence, God's power, and God's goodness. Say that with me, audience. His presence, His power, and His goodness. Praise God. Now, on last week's broadcast, uh, at the close we were talking about from 2 Kings chapter 7, I want to go there once again, talking about how that God is capable of turning things around in a person's life, even within 24 hours. In fact, He's capable of doing it within seconds. But in this particular story, it shows us how that God can turn an impossible looking situation around within 24 hours. Now, if you're facing a situation like that, where it looks impossible, there's absolutely no way in the natural that you can make it happen. In fact, Jerry Ann, you uh, text me, my daughter Jerry Ann's in the audience. You text me, I just saw it this morning, I think you texted me last night, about a lady that uh, uh, has been believing God, her family been believing God to sell their home, and they wrote out a prayer petition. They've been believing God to sell this home. They believe the price is right. Uh, they need to sell it right away, and yet it hasn't sold. And you know, that can become discouraging, when, particularly when you're dealing with time you know, issues. It can become discouraging if you allow it. And yet, you know, the question is, uh, what do we do? You know, we've, we need to sell this home. We're tithers. We're believers. We've written out our prayer petition. We've done everything we know to do. You know, we, we've got to have some results. Well, I can't, I can't promise you that it'll sell before I get through teaching this television broadcast, but I can promise you this. God is faithful. God is faithful. Amen. And the only thing I can tell you is this, no matter what your situation is, and like with this family, and you know, believing God to sell this house, and it's, it's something that needs to be done quickly. All I can tell you is this. It's certainly not going to help with you giving up. Amen. Matters certainly will not be helped by giving up. So, You've got everything to gain by continuing to believe and nothing to lose by continuing to believe, but everything to lose if you refuse to believe. You know, you just don't know what God is working on behind the scenes. You know, we were endeavoring to sell uh, some property earlier this year and um, because we found another place that we want to buy and, and I don't borrow money, so in order for me to be able to pay cash for this place, I was going to have to sell this other property. And um, so I, you know, put it up for sale. Well, it didn't sell right away. And in the natural, there were a lot of circumstances as to why it probably wouldn't sell immediately. You know, it's lake frontage property, and the lake's down 11 foot. <laughs> that doesn't help you sell lake property, you know. I mean, when people buy lake property, they want a lake to play in, you know? And, and the, the lake has been down. This is going on the third year. And you could actually, 
walk out under my boat lift and stand under my boat lift and look at my boat because it's dry underneath. My boat hasn't been out in three years, you know, and you got the property up for sale and people are coming out there thinking they're going to have lake frontage and all they see is trees sticking up out there and weeds and, you know, and dry land and where's the lake, you know. And uh, we've had some problems with, uh, you know, the, the river authority that it feeds from with every time we get a rain, they sell our water to the town down south of us. And our lake just keeps getting lower and lower and lower. So in the natural, this is not the best time to sell. Not only that, but, uh, you know, people who might be interested are expecting you to sell it for a much lower price than what it would be worth if the lake was up. So in the natural, this is not the best time to sell. Amen? Amen. So I had things going against it. Not only that, but uh, me buying this other property is on the contingency of me selling my property and the people that have the other property, they want to sell their property now. So they want their money, I want my money, and nothing's happening, you know? So what do you do? Just quit? Just say, well, it doesn't work? That's not the way I operate. That's not the way I, uh, that's not my MO, my method of operation. I just keep believing God, you know? And somehow, some way, you know, God will make it happen. Well, praise God, I actually had, you know, more than one property there to sell. And in the natural, none of them, we're doing anything, but praise God, two of them sold. Amen. Even with all those odds against it, two of those properties sold. Yes, Amen. Now, if I'd have said, well, it looks like nothing's happening. Well, it looks like, you know, it's never going to happen. Not only that, but all the odds are against me. How in the world could God do this? No, I just have to continue to believe that somehow, some way, God is going to come through. And he always does. Amen. Amen. He always does. Now, let me say this. I've learned this, that if it doesn't happen in the time frame that I think it ought to happen, then I don't consider that God saying no. I consider that God saying I have something better. Amen. Amen. I have something better. You just can't see it yet. So either I'm going to get what I'm going for or God has something better. Either way, I come out on top. I come out ahead. Amen. So I'm not going to give the devil any pleasure of thinking that, you know, I'm going to give up. No, I'm not going to give up. He ought to know by now the surveils don't quit. Amen. That is not an option in our life. We don't quit. And, uh, Somehow, some way, God is going to see it through. So in this story in 2 Kings, there are certainly odds against God's people. They've got an army surrounding them that are either going to slaughter them or they're just going to wait for these people to starve to death because this army has cut off their supply lines. So there's no food in the city. The poor have nothing to eat. The rich have nothing to eat. There's no food in the city. So once again, these people are either going to die by the sword or they're going to die from starvation. So would you agree with me? The odds are against them. 
But then the prophet of God, Elijah, says this in verse 1, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Now, make note of this. When the odds are against you, what do you need? The word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. When the odds are against you, when everything around you is looking impossible, what you need right then is the word of the Lord. What is God saying about this? I'm not interested in what everybody else is saying because they may not be agreeing with what God says. Amen. How many of you know the people you run with can mean win or lose? That's right. That's right. You need to be in, 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 in a place and be surrounded by people that talk the word. And so notice when the odds were against God's people of surviving, the word of the Lord came. And here's what he said. Thus saith the Lord, tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Now what he's saying is this, even though right now there is nothing being sold, Nobody's selling anything because there, anything, there isn't anything to sell. The supply lines have been cut off. Nobody's buying barley. Nobody's buying anything because there's nothing to sell. The supply lines have been cut off. But he said, this time tomorrow, it'll be business as usual. Now, there was a person who heard this word in verse 2, and it says, he answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, the prophet answered him, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not eat thereof. Now this man that heard the prophet say, This time tomorrow things will be different. He just couldn't believe it. Why? Because he's focused on the problem. He's focused on the odds of it happening. He's focused on how impossible this would be. And he actually says, even if God made windows in heaven, this couldn't happen. In the message translation, it says it this way. The man said, do you expect us to believe that? <laughs> Prophet, you come in here telling us that this time tomorrow, everything's going to be different. Do you really expect us to believe that? That's kind of the response I get sometimes when people hear me speak the word of the Lord, that this is the year of the greater glory. This is the year for greater manifestations of God's power, God's presence, and God's goodness. And I can almost see it on the faces of some people in the audience. Do you really expect us to believe that? If you knew what I was going through, you wouldn't be talking like that. Hey, if you're going through a thing such as that, you ought to be glad I came to give you this word. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And then when I say what the Lord told me to tell him, he wants this to be your year for your greatest victories. I can almost see it on their faces. You expect us to believe that? If you were in my shoes, you wouldn't be talking like that. If I was in your shoes, I'd want somebody talking to me like this. Amen. And the prophet said, it's going to happen and you'll see it, but you'll not partake of it. Now, wouldn't that be sad? You'd be the only one in the village who doesn't benefit from it because you couldn't believe it. Amen. 
I'd hate to be in that guy's shoes. When it happens, everybody else is enjoying the, the miracle from God and he sees it, but he's not a partaker of it. Why? Because his doubt, his unbelief, and his refusal to accept the word of the Lord kept him from benefiting from it. I don't want to be that guy. How about you? And then it goes on to tell us how God did it, which was most unusual. Amen. If you've ever read this story, it says in verse three, and there were four leprous men at the entering of the gate. And they said one to another, why sit we here till we die? Now the people in the village have two strikes against them, but these guys have three strikes against them. The, the people in the village, they got an army surrounding them that is either going to slaughter them or the second strike is they're just going to sit there and wait for them to starve to death. But notice these men, they got that same army surrounding them. They're either going to die by the sword or number two, they're going to die from starvation or number three, they're going to die from leprosy. Yeah. Come on. So in the natural, you talk about the odds being against you. But they made up their mind. No, wait a minute. We can either just sit here and die, uh-huh. or we can get up and do something. That ought to be a revelation to some of you right now. Yeah. You can just sit there and feel sorry for yourself and say, nothing's happening. God don't even know I exist. I don't know why I even trust him. Or you can get up and do something. And what is it that you can do? Lay hold upon the word of God and dare believe it. Amen. And speak it and expect it to come to pass. Now, notice it says, they said, why sit here till we die? And so they went out where the enemy was. Verse five says, they they rose up in the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians, the enemy. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. Now get the picture of what's happening. These four lepers get up and they start toward the enemy's camp, knowing the enemy had food because they're the ones who cut off the supply line. So they went to the enemy's camp thinking the enemy would be there. But when they arrived, there was not one person in the enemy's camp. Why? Because it says in verse six, for the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host or a great army. And all it was was four lepers. <laughs> four lepers started across that sand toward the enemy's camp, but God amplified their footsteps and it caused, and caused the enemy to hear an entire army coming. I think it's interesting that the enemy didn't even send out a scout to see what this noise is. It frightened all of them to the point that the entire enemy left the camp. And when these four lepers arrived there, nobody was there, but the camp was full of food enough for them and the entire village. And in fact, when they got there, they began to, you know, partake of the food and then they decided this is not right. We shouldn't keep this to ourselves. And they went in and told the people in the village and the people came and they carried all the spoil back to the village. And the next day, the next day, look at verse 16. 
And the people went out and spoiled the tents of the Syrians. So a measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel according to the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. According to the word of the Lord. What is God telling us? What's God telling you today? Expect the unexpected. Be watching for surprises. God's not done yet. It's not over yet. Satan hasn't won yet. There's still time for God to change everything in your life, and he's capable of doing it in 24 hours. Can you believe it? Hallelujah. Amen. And it says that the man that said, do you expect us to believe this? Even though he saw it happen, he was not a partaker of it. Amen. Why? He couldn't believe it. How many Christians today, you know, our God is able. Will you believe he can do it? Yeah, oh, yes, our God is able. He can do it. Do you believe he will? Well, I wouldn't want to say he will because you never know what God will do. Those are the people that hear about miracles in other people's lives, but they never experience them. Why couldn't he do it for you? Amen. Well, you're a preacher. I know lots of preachers these things don't happen to. It's not because I'm a preacher. Well, it's because, you know, uh, you're a child of God. Well, aren't you? I hope to God you are. If you're not, let's pray right now. <laughs> All you got to do is make Jesus the Lord of your life and you'll be a child of God. Amen. God is capable of turning your circumstances around and he can do it within 24 hours. Now, I'm not saying he's going to do it within 24 hours. I'm saying he's capable of it. What he's asking you to do is just believe that he can and believe that he's the God that is famous for doing the unexpected and he's famous for surprises. Amen. And regardless of how long it takes, God is faithful. If you will continue to remain faithful. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, there's another story in Matthew chapter 8. Would you turn there with me? Matthew chapter 8. <clears throat> and here we find um, a centurion, a Roman soldier, in verse 8. Actually, in uh, verse 5. And it says, This man came to Jesus when Jesus had entered into Capernaum. And he said to Jesus, My servant is at home. And he's sick of the palsy and grievously tormented. Jesus said in verse 7, I'll come and heal him. I love that. That's how Jesus responds to sickness and disease. I'll come and heal him. Amen. And the centurion answered and said, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only. Underline that phrase. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Now notice how different this man's attitude about the word was than the man over there in Second Kings. When the prophet spoke the word, that man in Second Kings said, you expect me to believe that? That's impossible. I mean, even if God opened, if God made windows in heaven, he couldn't do that, not in 24 hours. And yet this man says, Jesus, all I need for you to do is speak the word. All I'm waiting for is the word. And if you will speak the word, my servant will be healed. Jesus turned to his disciples and said, that's the greatest faith I've ever seen. 
I have not seen faith like that, not even in Israel. What he's saying is, even among God's people. This guy was a Roman. He was a centurion. And the Jews considered him a dog. He's an outsider. And what Jesus is saying, this outsider has greater faith than any person who should have this kind of faith in Israel. Come on. Come on. Amen. If there's anybody ought to have this kind of faith, it ought to be the people of God. That's right. Come on. That's right. And Jesus said, I'm finding more faith in this Roman soldier than I am in the people of God. He said, it's the greatest faith I've ever seen. It didn't impress Jesus. How'd you like to impress Jesus with your faith? Huh? And Jesus said to him in verse 13, go your way as you have believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the self same hour. Didn't even take 24 hours. Here God did something. God turned a situation around in an hour. And you got upset because I told you that he could do it in 24 hours. What about an hour? Oh, dear God, Brother Jerry, I was, I was having a problem with 24 hours. Now you're saying he can do it in an hour? He can. He proved right here. He can turn things around in an hour. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, whether he does it for you in 24 hours or in one hour, I don't know. I'm not God. What I'm saying is he's capable and I believe he wants to, but we have to give him something to work with. And that is our faith in his ability and his willingness to do it. Can you say amen? amen. Now, let me ask you this question. Which man are you? God is saying to you right now, he's saying to you that are watching this broadcast, I want this to be a year for the greatest manifestations of my presence, my power, my goodness, my favor that you've ever experienced. Will you be the man who says, you expect me to believe that? Or are you going to be the man who says, speak the word only? I choose to be the man who says, speak the word only. Amen. And what did Jesus say when you're that man who only needs the word of God? He says, be it unto thee as thou hast believed. So if you can believe that, get ready. You're going to have a great year. Greater manifestations of God's presence, God's power, and God's goodness. If you believe it, give the Lord a good shout. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll be back in just a few moments. Are you believing God to answer your prayer? And are you expecting Him to answer in a specific way? In the CD series, Expect the Unexpected, Jerry Savelle teaches us that God is famous for doing the unexpected. Job 5.9 says that there is no end to His surprises. Learn how to get up every day expecting the unexpected from God and experience your greatest victories now. And in his book, Every Day a Blessing Day, Jerry Savelle reveals what the blessing of God is and takes you on a journey of discovery on how you can apply the power of God's blessing to experience the joy and freedom that come from making every day a blessing day. Don't wait. Call now or visit us at jerrysavelle.org to request this powerful combo. Expect the unexpected and every day a blessing day. Start expecting to be blessed in unexpected and surprising ways today. 
thank you once again for joining us today. It's been such a joy and a pleasure to share the word with you. And you know what I'd like to do right now is pray for all of you that are watching the broadcast today. I know there are many of you facing impossible looking situations. I know there are many of you that have been disappointed because things haven't turned out like you thought they would. And yet at the same time, the message of the Bible and my message to you is simply this. Don't cast away your faith. Don't give up. God is still God. Jesus is still Lord. The word never changes. Amen. Amen. Even though your circumstances are indicating that it's not going to work, don't base your faith on your circumstances. Base your faith on it is written, the word of God. So I want to pray for you right now. I'm going to pray for the Holy Spirit to supernaturally comfort you and bring peace to you and energize your faith. And I'm going to pray that you will gain the might of God, the ability of God to stand in this impossible situation. And I'm going to believe that your manifestation is going to happen soon. So audience, would you join with me and let's pray and let's believe God while you pray for this television audience. I believe God is going to do something for you as well. So we reach out in faith to our television audience and we pray, Heavenly Father, that everyone that is watching this program in need of a miracle, in need of a breakthrough, in need of of something supernatural taking place in their life. We are believing that the Holy Spirit is going to comfort them, bring peace that passes all understanding, give them the courage to stand, give them the will to continue to hold on to their faith. And I pray that the spirit of might will come upon them, that they will be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that as they continue to stand in faith, that you will and you are working on something behind the scenes to manifest in their behalf, to prove to them that you are the God who is faithful. You are the God who confirms his word. You are the God who never lets people down. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, for breakthroughs in their life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a shout and thank him for it. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, I will never give up on God. Amen. Listen, once again, our special offer to you this week, two CDs, Expect the Unexpected, and my book on every day of Blessing Day. I'm telling you, you get these two resources in your home and you listen to these tapes and you read this book, I'm telling you, it's going to inspire your faith and it's going to teach you how to stand, how to, how to be that person with unwavering, uncompromising faith. And when you become that kind of person, I'm telling you, you're going to have stories like I have and like these people have and like many people that are watching the broadcast. You're going to have so many testimonies. You're going to be glad, praise God, that you didn't give up. Hallelujah. Thank you, partners, for supporting the ministry. Thank you for your gifts, your contributions. Thank you for your prayers. We appreciate you greatly. Listen, order the CD in the book. The address is on the screen, the telephone number, or you can go on our website. Thank you once again for watching. We're going to continue this study next week. Look forward to being with you then. Until then, remember, your faith 
will overcome the world.